Again, Kumlan and Ablak Gemara, we are up to today, Dav Kuf Yud Beis Ahmed Aleph. And the last thing we learned was that a dispute, the Yavama claims that she had no relations with the, with the with her brother-in-law, and therefore she wants to be set free or whatever. So they give the Mishnah makes a distinction of the first, whether it was the first 30 days or beyond. The first 30 days, we believe that he's hesitant, and we believe her, that she didn't have any relations. And the Mishnah says, we force him to give her a chalitza. And the Gemara wonder why we don't force him to get married to her. Why after have chalitza? And, um, but if it's after the 30 days, then it's, we don't believe her anymore. Surely if he lived together with a woman for 30 days, they got to know each other well enough, they would have had relations. If he claims that he did, and uh, we believe him rather than her. And therefore, um, but she claimed that he didn't. So therefore she claimed that we're not married. So we ask him a favor, give her chalitza, you know, humor her and give her a chalitza. Okay, so we're up to the Gemara on top of the page. Ask the Gemara a question. Within 30 days, we don't believe him, and therefore we force him to give her a chalitza. Why don't we force him to marry her? You have two choices. Chalitza yibam. We're very forcing, forcing to marry her. Rav is talking about a case. Our Mishnah is talking about, you're right, we would. We would. However, we, well, we force him to say you have to choose one or the other. But over here, she has a divorce in her hand. So therefore, we're assuming if he has, if she has a divorce in her hand, that means they did live together, and she, and the, and the get basically. So now the husband and wife, and the get ends that. However, because she claims that, because she claims that she didn't have any relations, therefore, and, and we believe it, so we force him to have chalitza. The get ends if there was if there was any beer. So now we just have to give. But according to her, and we believe her, so therefore we do need chalitza. And also, we learned before that once you give a get to a to a Yavama, even though you didn't live together, you can no longer live together. The only option left is Chalitza. Okay, so he gave her a get, which means, let's say, even if they had no relations whatsoever, once you have a get, you cannot anymore live together. So, therefore, what you have to do is Chalitza. Ask him a question. You want to say so much again? Maybe that's a question. But Bryce says the Yivama. What your sister-in-law Shamar b'Tosh Leishim Yoyim? She said within thirty days. I had no relations between. Believe her. Ben Shu who I'm about. We don't care what he says. What he says, I did. Ben Shu about it. Kleifin Oisus Yachlova. Again, the Bryce says we only force him to do chalitza. So you're going to tell me he's talking about he gave her a divorce, even though they didn't live together after a week. He gave her a divorce, which means he he bans or he he precludes her from. Ever marrying him, okay. The only option is Khalitza. Fine. After 30 days, we don't believe her. We ask him a favor. Look, okay, we believe you live together, but uh, since she's not on with you because she claims that you guys have no relations, so then give her uh, uh do us a favor and give her a Khalitza. Give her Khalitza. Okay. Um because by her, it's called She's saying that we have nothing to do with each other, so therefore I can no longer live with you. So therefore, give her a chalitza. Um, and we ask, now, what happened? She What happened? She says, after three days, she said, yes, we had relations. She said, another way around. She said, yes, we did have relations, right? And we believe that three days you did. He said, we did not. So again, this time we'll believe her, because after they believe him, how did the Yaiti beget? In this case here, we believe that they had relations, and the only way they can end this relationship is with a get, because we believe they, they live together. Who He says, yes, we did have a relation. She said, no, we did not, after 30 days, which means we believe him. But then afterwards, then he turns around and he says, yes, you're right. We never had any relations whatsoever. 
In this case, get the in order to end this, you need a get because first, initially he said we had relations, plus we believe that it did. So you need a get to end the marriage. But you know, since she claims he did not have a relationship, therefore, we, she, as far as she's concerned, she cannot marry anybody in the whole world because she said I didn't have my release yet. Her release would have been a chalitza. So therefore, and, and so therefore she put herself in a situation in this invidious position. She doesn't live with him, but she can't live with anybody else. So therefore, we um, we force uh, we um, we um, ask him to give her chalitza. But what is even here? The fact that you say that you have to give a get means she does not have a get yet in her hand. No, if she doesn't have a get yet in her hand, how come it says here within thirty days we we we, be, we believe uh, her there's no relations and we force him to give chalitza? Why don't you force him and say I either give him or chalitza? And don't tell me a story about they had a get because it's right here. It's the get at the end that you, you know that she didn't have a get yet. Well, two answers the Gemara. Amrabami says you misunderstood the Braise When it says you need to get chalitza, not that you have to give her a new get. The get you issued in the beginning, that's the only reason why we're not going to force to go ahead and marry. So the get that you gave initially. Plus, now you have to give an additional chalitza because she claims that she didn't have any relations, and therefore you have to give her a chalitza as well. Says says, Hosam, no, there's two kinds of gitten. Hosam get was the gossip. There, in the beginning, we talk about within 30 days, and we said that there was a get. What was the get? They didn't live together. They gave her a get to say it. We're, to, to, we're not going to look, we're never going to get married together. And here's a get, which we say means that you, you have no intention of building up a house, and therefore the only option is chalitza. Now, after 30 days, we believe that you did have relations. So now we need a new divorce. This divorce is not to end the zika, this divorce is to end the marriage. This is the get for the marriage. Two different get. Not a problem. And then we see Hanushneim, there were two, there was this case of a story that happened. There were these uh, two people, Maidim, that she said that we did not uh, have any relations after 30 days. And the Yavim says we did. And then he changed his mind and he agreed to her. Yes, we did not have any relations, which means he has to give Chalitza. But initially he said we did have, and therefore there's no more Chalitza with McMahon and wife. Um, came before Rav, Amal Rav, and said, Chalutzula, just give her Chalitza, Vishadal, Tigra, and end this matter. Um, and just, just give her Chalitza. She claimed he didn't have anything, give her Chalitza. In this case, even though the guy changed his mind and agrees with her that we had nothing to do with each other, why are you telling only Chalitza? We learned that after 30 days, too late, we don't believe him. We think we were definitely convinced that they had some relations and he needed a divorce. Amal Rav said, You're right. Itanya, Tanya. No, state, state. If it's a price like that, there's a price. So Kufi Bay is about 15 lines on top of the page. And we're talking about that within the first 30 days, if she says we had no relations, we believe her, because maybe you know it's a bit embarrassing. But after 30 days, they lived together, definitely they had relations completely. And therefore, we don't believe her, we believe him. However, since she claimed that they had no relations, that means she cannot marry anybody in the world. She didn't have Yibum. So therefore, we ask him a favor, even though we know that you got married and she's free, but she says no, so do her a favor and give her Khalit. Who was the son of Nachman asked of Nachman a question. Sarosa Mao, what would it be with the co-wife? Let's say the, the Yavam said, okay, I'll marry the Yavama. As soon as he said that, the co-wife was free, set free. And then what happened was three, four weeks later, the, 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 the Yavama says, we never lived together. And we say that with um, what happens now to the co-wife? The co-wife said, well, they never lived together, they never consummated it, so therefore you're not really free. Go back. You, know, you also need some some release or not. Because they have these issues and we force them to give chalitza, we ask them, you know, within 30 days, we force them. 
after three days, we ask him. Therefore, she should become Asa. It has no reflection on her. The moment that they got, they, they said they'll get married, as far as we're concerned, as far as the Tsar is concerned, they got married and therefore she is free. <clears throat> because the Chazaka tells us that definitely as soon as they got, they got together, they really had relations. But because they're having a dispute right now, it doesn't have any bearing on the Tsar. Okay, then we had the mission of if she makes a vow, we made a, a whole difference here. We said if she made a vow um, from her brother-in-law, if she did it while the husband's alive, but she did not anticipate at all that one day she'll end up with a brother-in-law, then it was a genuine, that, um, then even afterwards, they cannot live together, he has to give her chalitza. But if she made the nether after her husband died, he didn't want to fall in the hands of her brother-in-law, she made a nether, I don't have anything to do with you, then technically it's her problem. Why he, he, he wants to marry her? She made no problem, it's her problem. So then we ask him a favor, you know what? Give her, give her chalitza. <clears throat> uh, give her chalitza. So now, um, but then we said, even if the husband is alive, if she said it, having in mind that maybe one day I'll lend her my brother, I don't want to, then we ask the brother, even so, do her a favor. Even though you don't have to because she's directed against you, but do her a favor. Says the Gemara, Tanhas, we learned, but he's showing in the, in, the, in the old days when we, we trusted everybody, they would say, the three women, that they, they can leave. Um, we trust them. In other words, there's no two remote. We're not, it's not trying to get out of a marriage. Because if, we, if, it, if they come up a story trying to get out of marriage, and let's say they get divorced, they, they forfeit the exuber. But in these cases, we trust them, and therefore they're entitled to exuber. This is the end of the Durham. The more talks about when we trust them, we don't trust them. Do we say that maybe they met somebody else and they're trying to get out of this marriage? So why should the husband have to pay out exuber? Or is it generally there are issues between them? So if these are the three cases. If she says to her husband, who's a client, man, he like, I was raped. I was raped. It's not her fault at all, but the, the law says that he cannot live anymore with a coin. So he has to divorce her, and she does not forfeit her suba. Number one. Case number two. Hashemayim, only the heaven can be our witness that benil benicha. Only the heaven can be witness that me and you were, were married, but we have no, no marital relations. There's no way that she can have Adam or anything else. And therefore, we, uh, we trust her, and he gives her her suba. The third one is the tula I'm having I'm having great pain. For example, when we have this intimacy and it's really hurting me, and therefore I make a nether right now. I'm not. I don't plan to get married to anybody, to any Jew in the world. In other words, don't think that I'm trying to, to wiggle my way out of you to get to somebody else because I I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to have any relation with anybody else, and therefore she has no choice. You divorce her and you give her you give her her ksuba. But after a while, they, they started to see that people were using these as a ruse to get out of the marriage. And after suddenly she became, well, later on they said, we don't want to use as an easy way of getting out of marriage, getting her ksuba, and so on. So they decided to make it a bit harder. Ella, she was raped, bring some kind of evidence, something that proved that there was some, some uh, rape that took place. The next one, Hashemayim Be'yila Be'yicha, there, there's no way that we can obviously prove it. It's only what happened in the bedroom. So Yasu Dervakosha, plead with his good sense. If it's true what you're saying, and he's a mensch, you know, he'll 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 uh, understand you, and uh, and hopefully he'll he'll grant you the exuber, and 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 divorce. And number three is Natula Minim If she says, I will no longer live with anybody else, going to pain. Yafir Chalkoi, he can annul that part of the nether where she said, I will no longer have any relation with the rest of the world, but with you, I, 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 um, he, he, he cancels that part of the nether. And if he wants, you can have touch with her. And then if he leaves, if, if she leaves that nether in place for everybody else, so then it, it's clear it's not directed against him, 
and then he wants to give her a get and yiksuba. Says the Gemara, my question is, what about when she makes a net in the Tulum and I mean, Yehudim, I don't have anything to do with anybody else, and then her husband dies, what happens with the Yabam? The Yabam cannot cancel her nether because she made it with the first husband. So what happens to the Yavim? Can she live with the Yavim or not? Is she also to the Yavim because the nether she made or not? Me Moscow died. Did she anticipate that maybe one day the Mayan by the husband will die enough to come to and she'll before before Yavim? And therefore, when she made the nether, she also anticipated that there's a possibility, not only I'm marrying anybody in the world, not only people that I'm permitted to, but my brother also is permitted to me one day maybe because my husband might die will be childless. And therefore, when the husband annulled, all he annulled was the part of the nether regarding vis-a-vis -vis himself. He didn't annul the nether that gave his brother. And therefore, she's ushered to the brother-in-law. And the brother-in-law cannot annul the nether because he can only annul the nether at the time. This happened a long time ago. She never anticipated that she will be permitted to her husband, to brother-in-law. So therefore, when she made the nether, she meant anyone that, I, that I'm permitted to, all the people in the world, um, you know, if my husband dies, I, am, I don't plan to marry. But she never thought that one day she might end up with a brother-in-law. And therefore, she never never disavowed having relations with a brother-in-law, and therefore, she couldn't live with a brother-in-law. Um, <clears throat> and because why did she make the nether? She wanted to get a get, and she wanted the, she didn't want her husband to suspect her that she's intending to, to live with somebody else. So therefore, who did she have in mind? All those people that she's permitted to live to, and she never thought that she one day be permitted to live with her own brother-in-law. Um, Says the Gemara, Arab says, Yavim in Kabbal. The Yavim is not like the husband. Um, um, that she never, the husband, is a, um, she never thought that she'll anticipate that she'll be mutter to her brother-in-law, so she never asked him. However, Shmuel says, Yavim in Kabbal. The Yavim is like the husband, and therefore is Asr, just like everybody else, and he cannot all know the net, and therefore it's Asr. I'm going to write it in the Bible, because like that. Now we learn, if she made, uh, she banned, uh, she said she'll have nothing to do with her brother-in-law while her husband was alive. We force um, the brother-in-law, if the husband died, the brother-in-law to give chalitza because they cannot live together. The Misa, and if you can tell me, the Maska Daita, if you can tell me that she anticipated that one day she'll actually have to live with, with him. So the Chaydim, uh, why does he have to give Chalitza since she, she made an end? She made an end that had to do the brother-in-law. We should actually ask him a favor um, to give Chalitza because it could very well be it's exactly she, she actually, the whole net that was that she doesn't want to marry again, doesn't have anything to do with, that, with this guy here. Good, <clears throat> um, because if you're telling me that it's a possibility to entertain while the husband's alive, that she also might end up one day with a brother-in-law. So therefore, when she made a net against the brother-in-law, it wasn't just uh, other things, you know, I don't want to eat in your house, whatever. She actually meant, I don't want to fall into your hands, I don't care what happens. Then how can we force him to give a chalitza to, to a woman that that made a net that disavowed him altogether? So if anything, we should plead with him. So Zerayah that that while um, her husband was alive, she never had in that thought of the prospect that one day she might have with a brother-in-law. But it says and Biflagrad that he is permitted. She permitted then to marry the brother-in-law later on in that case where she asked it to all the permitted permitted Jews. Says him we're talking about here a woman because she has children therefore she never anticipated that one day she will end up uh, um, with her brother-in-law <clears throat> because 
what happens if she had children and then they all pass away then they'll be bummed but that far is one thing while your childless maybe entertain the prospect of my brother but if you have children to think that that, that your brother your husband your children will perish and so on and so forth that far nobody thinks and maybe that's what we're talking about here that far to say that she thought that one day she might end up living with a brother that nah, that didn't enter her mind i'll end up on him so he question so he tell me so then so that's why Shmuel answers the mission that mission um why we 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 um what do you call it? we force him to give chalitza because she never really asked the brother-in-law why she for the for marriage because she had children so that's what we're talking about so you tell me there's a distinction whether she had children or not but if she didn't have a children the role rule would be different she probably thought about her brother-in-law even getting married or whatever so therefore we have to ask him a favor chalitza maim of action so you've saw the tony why learn in this why say if you have intention i feel the baila uh, even uh, it says here, if she had intention while the husband was alive, maybe ask her a favor, ask him a favor, go have a chalitza. But instead of introducing that, make a distinction by her herself. And that is, make a difference whether there were children or there weren't children. When there were children, therefore, we, uh, we forcibly give chalitza. Avil ain't la bunny, but there were no children. So therefore, she anticipated that this is what it is, and we have to ask him a favor, mavakshim. Why Misha doesn't delineate that because it, it makes no difference to her children, her children, and like Rav is correct, while her husband was alive, she had no, she didn't even entertain the idea that maybe her husband will die, predeceased her without no children, and one day she'll have a brother. Therefore, the net was never meant for the brother. Okay, Rav Shmamin is a proof like Rav, and then when she asked all the Jews to her husband, saying, "Look, I don't have no intention of marrying anybody else," she wasn't even thinking about her brother-in-law, so she never placed a ban on her brother-in-law. Now goes this long Mishnah, which we learned most of it already. And the Mishnah is going to establish, you know, if you're married to <clears throat> two brothers are married, one is to a hatari, one is married to a bonan, or one person is married to two women, and uh, not, you know, one is an adult, one is not an adult, or two brothers married to, to two women, and either they are sisters or they're not sisters. So we really did all the entire Mishnah, and we'll go through it's a long Mishnah. So first, the Mishnah gives us an introduction about if it marriage is Midrabon or marriage is Mahatari. So, Mishnah, a chedesh shenot bekachas. Okay, someone who's a chedesh, definitely that married uh, a full-fledged adult. Upikeach shenot chadeshes, or a pikeach if a man was a pikeach and married a chadeshes. Im rotzel lahaiti yaiti rotzel lekaim lekaim. They can stay married, or they can divorce. Married will be married with the rabbi. And um, why? How could they divorce? Because um, just like, let's say, the man was a cheder, just like he can get married just by sign language, so too, he divorced by sign language. <clears throat> um, no, if we can allow Kedushin, we have to be able to allow Gerishin as well. Um, and, you know, they, they do all kinds of sign language. Okay. Uh, what about when they got married, they were all right, so therefore married, and then she became deaf. She became deaf. No problem, he can divorce him. It's up to him whether he divorces or not. And the Gemara doesn't want to know the, uh, why he can uh, the, um, divorce. We'll see you later. But because, and the key over here is because the divorce is uh, we don't need her consent. Therefore, it doesn't matter her, matter her status. Even if she's a Khedish, let's say she's not fully capable of uh, understanding, it doesn't matter. You can still um, divorce her. But what about Nishtatis? If she became uh, a shaitish, she lost her mind, then you cannot divorce her. Even though, why not? We don't need her consent. It's because we need to take care of her. Now that she's there, she became 
We need to, you have a responsibility to take care of her, and therefore you can't just let her go <clears throat> out in the wild and nobody take care of her. Uh, what about Nizharish? Who? What about the male became a Khadish? Or he became a shaitan. Now we have a problem because he has to be fully cognizant and fully with full faculties, but he's not. Then he cannot divorce her whatsoever. <clears throat> We're talking about they got married, everything, everything was well, so they married Mahatayda. Not the married woman, had traded, and then later on in life something happened, and he unfortunately cannot divorce her. Why? If the woman is a cheddish, no problem getting divorced. But the male is a cheddish, ain't a much. You cannot divorce the difference. Omar said, you cannot compare. You cannot compare the two in, in this equation. You don't need a you don't need her consent. So if it doesn't matter her state, her capabilities. But But a man has to be in full uh, control of the faculties, and therefore he cannot give the divorce. On this woman who's a Avia, that her father married her off when she was a Ktana. So therefore the condition, even though Mahatrader, when her father marries, um, so, so generally, uh, what do you call? If a father marries a daughter, it's mehatayda. They're married. She hiyotz a beget that she can go out with a get. She could go out with a get, even when she comes, even when she comes an adult, even though she got married as a ktana. But in this case, a father marries a ktana. He says in the pasuk, "It's biti nasati liishazet." The pasuk says that he can that he can give his daughter away. So she's married mehatayda. This woman can get can receive a get even after she becomes twelve years old. So they said to him, uh, the following is also very similar cases. <clears throat> what do you mean the following is very similar cases? We go through the whole. Um, so they're saying here that the same thing is a woman who is married Mehatera. Is a woman got married Mehatera, the same thing here. And then when it comes to divorce, it doesn't matter whether she's in control of faculties or not, as we just said, because we don't need her consent. Further, Bezach and Harashi now goes all these different cases that we had before. Two brothers, Harashi, the two in the Suda Bezach, and the married two sisters, Harashi, they're all the same. The married two sisters are Pikha, but they themselves are Kharish. Or they married two sisters, one was a Kharish, and one was a Pikachas. Or the other way around. Two women that were Kharishas, the Kharishas that were married to two brother Pikachas. In all of these cases, they are all going to be, they're all going to be with Rabbanon. Or to two brothers. Who were Kharashi, uh, you know, the Shneachi, you know, the two brothers, Echad Chedid, Echad Pikeach, and all of these cases had a Eilub Tudus, Menachalitza, Menachalitza, They're all popped from Chalitza and from Yibum, uh, because a Chedish cannot give Chalitza. A Chedish cannot give Chalitza. <clears throat> and because they're two sisters, there's no uh, Mitzvah Yibum anyway. Because two sisters, there's no Mitzvah of Yibum. And they're all on par, they're all Midrabana, they're all the same level of, of marriage, so therefore there's no Yibum whatsoever. However, um, um, there were two women, but they were not related whatsoever. So now you have a mitzvah yibu. Uh, you, you have no choice but to marry them. You can't give chalitza because, because one of them, doesn't matter which one, cannot say the psukim. So therefore you marry. And afterwards you want to divorce, you can divorce. Uh, what about two brothers? 
so that one brother's married Mahatayda, the Pikeach, and one brother's married Rabban and the Chedish. Mes Chedish, the one who the Chedish died, so Baal HaPikachas, the husband of Pikachas, Mayasa Pikeach Baal HaPikachas, Tate, maybe two sisters. So therefore, in this case over here, there's no Yibo. Tate, Meshum Achaisisha. So no problem. The, the woman goes out because her sister's married to, to Reuven, so she's obviously no Yibo. What about the other around? Mace became Baal HaPikachas, a Reuven died, and Mahatayda is a mitzvah yibam, but there isn't. Um, sorry, Mahatayda is a mitzvah yibam. Ma yasacheded ba pekachas. In this case here, Shimon is married only with the Rabbanim to a chedish, but Mahatayda he now has to marry Reuben's wife. He mitzvah yibam, so the Taida supersedes the Rabbanim. So he has to first of all divorce his own wife. Moisi Ishtar again divorce his own wife, and but he can but he cannot uh, marry his brother's wife because she will be the sister of his ex-wife. Even though, even though his ex-wife is only with Rabbanon, but as a sister of ex-wife, we don't let her marry, so therefore gives Chalit. Uh, but so what do you do in this case? So then she's also forever because um, what do you call it? Um, um, uh, so, so therefore, because, so on the one hand, on the one hand, she's not a chais isha, because the sister was uh, she was never the trader never recognized as um, as his wife. So therefore, um, she um, what do you call? Baba used to beget. He has to give her a get. The age is achi basurul oilam, and he can't marry either. Um, he cannot marry. She cannot get released. Why? Because Mahatayda, she has to marry a brother-in-law, and um, and because he is a chedish, he cannot do chalitza. He's timing because he cannot speak. So what should the only alternative he has was Reuben. Reuben was a pikeach and Shimon was a chedish. As a chedish, he cannot give chalitza to Reuben's wife. All he can do is marry her. But he can't marry her because with Rabbanon, um, it's a sister of his ex-wife. So therefore she's stuck. What about Shnei Two brothers, pikeach, both of them pikeach. And as soon as they were married, she says, Achelish, Racha, Pikeach, one chedish, one pikeach. Mace pikeach, Baal Chadesh. Let's say Shimon was married to a chadesh, so he's only married to Rabbanon, and if he died, no problem. So Reuben can either marry or give chalitza. My asset pikeach, Baal Pikeach, takes him, Shavach, Isisha. Sorry, you don't have to give anything, because it's two sisters. We're talking about the cases. Sorry, it's two sisters. And if she goes scot-free. But what about Mace pikeach, Baal Pikeach? Shimon was married to a chadesh, only to Rabbanon. Reuben was married to Matayra. So now that Reuben died, uh, Shimon has to marry Reuben's wife. Uh, but on the other hand, he's Bonan married to Reuben's wife's sister. So what he do is, first he has divorced his own wife, because now he's living with a woman who's a sister of, of someone that Taylor says you have to, uh, you're bonded with. So he has to divorce his own wife. But now, the, what does he do with Reuben's wife? He cannot marry her because uh, it will be the sister of his ex-wife. But he could give her chalitza because he's a pekech. But he says, chalitza. What about Shnei Achad, two brothers, Echad Chedesh ve'echad Pikeach, two brothers. One was a Chedesh, one was a Pikeach. Two sisters, Achaz Chedesh ve'echad So Reuben was married, Mahatayda, to his wife Leah. Everybody was full control of faculties. And Shimon was a Chedesh, and his wife was a Chedesh, who were married in Midrabon. So let's see what happens. Meis Chedesh, Shimon dies, Mayasa Pikeach, Babakach, what does Reuben do? He does nothing, because Shimon's wife is the sister of Reuben's wife. No problem, so she's free. She goes out because of the sister of the wife. What about Mace Pikeh Babakah? Reuben dies. So Reuben was married to his wife Leah Mahatayda, and now Mahatayda, she has to marry Shimon. But Shimon is married to his sister. He has to divorce his own wife because Shimon's wife is the sister 
of Reuben's wife, even though he's only married to Rabbi Rabbanon. But what has happened to Reuben's wife? She cannot get chalitzi because Shimon himself is a chayr. She cannot give chalitzi, cannot eat chalitzi, he cannot say the psukim. But nor can he marry her because it's the sister of his ex-wife. She's also forever. Two brothers, two brothers, one was to women, but they were not related. Pikas, they were both intelligent. So Reuben was a Pikeach and Shimon was a Chedish, but the women were intelligent. So Shimon was married. If Shimon was the was the Chedish, married to the Pikachas, he's only married a Bonon, and he died. What does Reuben, Reuben do? No problem. He, uh, she's, she's free because the sister, uh, she's not sorry, she's not the sister of, uh, of anything. So Reuben either marries, he gives chalitza as an option. No problem. What about Meis Pikeh Babakach? If Reuben died somehow, now she has, she's bound to Shimon. Again, no problem. But Shimon cannot give chalitza. So he only has one choice. He has to marry her, and then if he wants, he can divorce her. But he cannot give a divorce, sir, because he's a chedish. And we learned before in the Mishnah that a male chedish cannot give a divorce because we full control of his faculties. What about Shnei and Pichin? Two brothers, both of them are Pichin, Reuben and Shimon. They're both married to two unrelated women. These are all the counterparts of the previous cases, but before they were sisters, and now they're not. They're unrelated. So Reuben was married to Pichin, married to She was married to Chedesh, married to Rabban. Mace Pikeach, that's a Shimon, passes away, no problem, Reuben married. Mayasa Pikeach, what you do? Baal Pikeach, as Kainis, he marries He cannot give her a Chalisa because she is a Chalisha, she can't say the Sukkot. Kainis, he marries him. He wants to divorce the divorce. What about the other way around? Mace Pikeach, Baal Pikeach, what about Reuben? Passed away, who's married Matoida. Now his wife is bound to Shimon. My Yasser became a Bachelor, and Shimon can is, is an intelligent person, full control. What does he do? He has a choice. Either you have or does he? What about Shneach and two brothers? Echad Chayvikeach, two brothers. One of them had the had this um, had shortcoming that he was a Chaydish. So you have Reuben, who's a Pikeach, Shimon is a Chaydish. Nasuin the Beinoch married two unrelated women, Achas Chadesh and Bach Bikachas. So Reuben was married to someone named Torah Bikachas, and Shimon the Chaydish was married to Chadeshes, only married Rabbana. And then what happened if Shimon died? Mace Chaydish Bal Chadesh, Shimon dies. So now Reuben has again no choice. He cannot give Chalitza to Shimon's wife. Because she's a Chadesh, so he marries her. My Yasser became a Chadesh, and we not always he give her the divorce because it doesn't matter that she is a Chadesh. But Mace became a Chadesh, Reuben dies. Now he bound to Shimon Mahatayra. Shimon cannot give Chalitza at all. And uh, all he can do is marry her, but he can no longer give her a get. My Yasser Chadesh, Bar Chadesh, Kainis, Vayna Maitzalala. He marries her, but he cannot give her uh, a get. It's a very interesting Chakira. Um, we'll talk about the end, of the, the end of the Gemara. If if the woman in this situation she's stuck with her brother, the woman says, "You know what? I have absolutely no interest in ever marrying anybody else." Is this still a mitzvah yibum? Is the whole mitzvah yibum merely to release her either to him or to others, or there is a mitzvah regardless? In this case here, let's say she doesn't want to live with the brother who's a chadashis, and uh, and she'll be also to the whole world. Is it still an Indian for him to marry her? Or he said, look, if you have no interest getting married, the whole even falls off. Anyhow, talk about it at the end of the Mishnah. Why is Chedesh Chedesh? Let's understand in the Mishnah we said, the King of Rabban Nasuyan, we said that not, they can get married in Midr It says, right? It says you need Chalitza, which means why need Chalitza? Because um, it's, a, it's like a get, it's marriage, everything else. Even though they're not in full control of faculties. And yet, um, uh, why by Shaita don't we do that? 
We say by a, by a shaitan, his wife doesn't require chalitza, even they're not married. What's the difference? Why is it by Shaitan we don't have institute as a marriage at least with the Rabbanon? The time we learn, Shaitan got Shinosit. Noshim, if a Shaitan got married, but Mesa, they died, and it's just saying their wife, Tudor, they don't have to go Chalitza, they're exempt totally. So why, if, if, if they're both only married the Rabbanon, how come by, by um, what do you call it, by Cheresh, we said, yes, Yibam, Chalitza, all those delimits, not by Shaitan, what's the difference? So my answer is, that they can live together happily, even though they have, let's say, some shortcomings. They definitely can, and they have challenges. Nevertheless, they can live together happy, especially if, let's say, the man is a bekeach or she's a bekeach, they can live so happy. So therefore, the Chum said, you know, we're going to make this work. Therefore, the Chum said, they can live like anybody else, happily married. But if, if the husband and wife both are shaitan, there's no way that they can live a happy marriage because there's no way of understanding or explaining. The ain odom dor im is a famous saying that a person cannot live with a snake in one in one jail. Uh, since they both have a, a very challenged um, and, and it's very difficult to get them on the same plane. So therefore, it's not going to work. Looking upon the side, what's the point of making the suyin? It's not going to last very long anyway. They don't want to make a mockery marriage. As long as they can live together, fine. If it doesn't work out, they just leave. Well, my cotton. Why is it about cotton the light to get up on the suyin? The head is to get up on the suyin. Okay, you explained, uh, you explained by a shaita why it's not going to last. But what about a cotton? Why did you buy, buy a head is we, we decided that you know, that a marriage? And by a cotton, we don't even make it with a marriage. If a cotton marriage, nothing happened. Why not? So more explains. By a chedid, this is the way they're going to be the rest of their lives. So we want to make their lives as comfortable and as convenient as possible. So we allow them the institution of marriage. To cotton, be patient, wait till you become mature and more an adult, and then get married properly. One day you'll be able to settle down and marry properly and be more mature. Why would we have the institution of marriage when you're under Bambis? Wait till you get it right and you understand the ways of the world. Okay, so going further, what about a young girl? So how come you're telling me that by a cut, we'll wait till by mitzvah? So why by a we said before, the siblings, the mother can marry off with the Rabbanon. Why don't we do the same thing there? Wait till she becomes bas mitzvah. Why make a special institution of marriage for a young, uh, immature girl? But a tana, young girl, the asil, the klanosuin, one day she'll become bas mitzvah, but the kirabonosuin, and the kirabonosuin institute, the, um, the concept of marriage. And my answer is, you know why? Because a, a long girl, if she's not provided for, who knows who she'll end up. We're concerned about the welfare of this young girl, who's going to take care of her, and who knows, people might take advantage of her. So therefore, instead of letting people take advantage of her, if she will be coming to a relationship through a marriage, then whoever it is will respect her and take care, good care of her. So that's why we made an institution of marriage for a young girl. If the whole marriage is Rabbanan, we have a Kana de Rabbanan, and we have by Chadesh Rabbanan, so why is it by Kana? Come the age of 12, she can walk out. We allow her to walk out. By Chadesh, we say, if it doesn't work out, you've got to go through the whole process of a divorce. If the whole condition is Rabbanan, then make the say, say, if it doesn't work out for a number of years, you can just walk out. Gemara says, you know why? Very simply. The Imkain, because by Chadashas, we don't have the institution of a get. Mimani will Nobody's ever going to marry um, a Chadashas, because she's going to be a Chadashas the rest of her life. And therefore, if any day she gets angry, she can just walk out. Why would you invest all this time and effort and, and all this love in a woman that you have no guarantee she's going to hang around tomorrow? You can just walk out. There's nothing to, to restrain her whatsoever, nothing to... You know, the very fact that you need to divorce, it's a whole procedure. You know, People calm down, but the time you're ready to get to divorce, Hopefully, 
you know, you realize uh, that it could work out, you just got to put more effort in. But me and it just worked right out. Um, by, but by Akhtana, it's only short term. You know, hanging you know, hang there a year or two till she's 12 years old, and then the marriage turns into a full blossom marriage. Full blossom marriage. So therefore, a full blue marriage. So therefore, um, by Akhtana, we say that people are prepared to invest the time. She's a very nice girl, comes from a good family. So for two years or so, you're worried. So you'll take extra care, make sure everything works out all right. And, and and you'll do your best you can to make sure that the marriage lasts. There's something to look forward to. By Ched, there's nothing to look forward to. Okay, we'll stop over here. I'll continue tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.